Hi, Steve here. And this is the Alpaca, Alpaca Podcast for the all things alpaca. For alpaca people. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, good a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington, here in the Valley. I hope you're doing well and coping with whatever the seasons are throwing at you. Here in South Wales, we seem to have returned to winter, when only a few days ago we were in a heatwave. Lots of rain and strong winds are causing some issues with the remaining pregnant females. They don't seem to be able to work out whether to give birth or not. A couple of days ago we had one before breakfast and one for afternoon tea. Both are safe and well now, thriving but having to live in a coat at the moment to keep warm and dry. I did try checking under the coat yesterday evening and discovered they were nice and toasty warm under there, even though the coat was damp. It's difficult keeping supplies of fresh clean coats of the right size. It always amazes me just how quickly Crea grow and the coat becomes too small. It seems to only take a day. Anyway... I think we have a strange summer coming up, so investing in some more would probably be a good idea, just in case. Coats with a belly covering are great for newborns. For older ones, then they're more like dog coats with an extra Velcro strap. Incidentally, if you're requiring a coat for an adult, sometimes a calf coat may be worth looking at as an alternative to simply a large version of the Korea coats. I think I need to check for supplies for some of our older girls, We may have an early or a hard winter, and they are getting on. You will find that as they get older, the fleece does not grow as thick or as long, generally. You'll remember I mentioned using a spacer when shearing some of the older girls this year. Who knows what the weather is going to be in six months' time? So we get prepared, and we do our best. The British weather, for all our grumbling, is not as severe as many parts of the world have to cope with. I suppose that the good thing about the rain is that we might get some decent grass growth now. It's been interesting to see how the youngest Korea are left on the edge, or just outside the doors of the stable. Having seen the melee that occurs when I put food out, it's probably a safer place to be. The downside is, they're more exposed to the rain. And every time I try to help, it just seems to make things worse. I've been on alert watching the girls from a distance with my new binoculars. I've now become quite adept at spotting a newborn career in the field at a distance. However, because I am so intent on trying to make sure I don't miss anything, I've been finding my accuracy is less than perfect. A tussock of grass or the remains of some hay or even vegetation that has been blown over by the wind can all look amazingly like a career from a distance. This morning, as I began to go down to the stable, I discovered I could see a small, dark shape next to one of the female alpacas, sat in the stable doorway. A creer, perhaps. But which mother? 
I was then surprised to see this little dog shape stand up and waddle away. It was a duck. She's a bit of a loner and seems to like the company of the alpacas, and because they are a generous and gregarious lot, they seem to be willing to allow her to hang around. Yesterday I disturbed her sat on the drainage ditch near the stable, which had water in it, but filthy smelly water that I don't like going anywhere near. The duck was also in the stable, sat on some hay later this morning, after the alpacas had left. I've been looking for eggs, but haven't found any so far. She has the company of the swallows, who have now fledged. I don't know how the COVID-19 lockdown has been for you. It certainly had its challenges for us, but as I've mentioned previously, it seems to have been very good for the alpacas. They've had more freedom to roam and with less visitors, apart from the geese and now the duck. They've become very relaxed. With the births, I have been more around than normal in some ways, and it seems to bring a sense of security to them. Just today, Ellie, who's a first-time mum, saw me coming and made a definite approach towards me. She has an inscrutable face, and you're never quite sure what's going on inside her head, but something definitely is, and today she wanted to be near to where I was, which was nice. I stood in the midst explaining the weather forecast to Millie and Ellie, the two remaining pregnant females, and checking that Hermione knew that her daughter Gwendolyn was really special and so pretty. Yona was eavesdropping, so I had to have a chat with her too and tell her how Aoife is so bright white and now that she is dried and fluffed up, has amazing fleece and looks really gorgeous. Well, you know what big ears alpacas have and how they never miss anything. So then Rosalind wanted to know what I thought of her daughter, Fleur. Fleur was a breakfast baby, already standing up when I got down to the stable at 8am, a bit dirty from thrashing about on the floor of the stable, but soon improved with being out on the flat stable paddock. So this is where I was helping with the <laughs> sorting out the newborn and doing the iodine for the umbilical cord, etc. of talking going on between mum and baby and uh, the career is up and standing at this point but this is in the stable so actually looking for milk in the wrong place so following into the shadows rather than really concentrating on, on the mum this uh, fleur
Of course, all of the aunties immediately wanted to check her out, like they hadn't seen her before. Well, I suppose they hadn't. One there in the thick of it all was Rona. Rona's a two-year-old maiden and absolutely adores the babies. The other two-year-old maiden is Olwyn, a black beauty for sure and daughter of the herd matriarch, Millie. Hmm. She has inherited some of Millie's fire and presumption to superiority. She also is a little forceful with the youngsters at times. Not quite sure what that dynamic is, but I've told her I'm watching her. She can be a funny flighty thing that suddenly bounces up and sideways. Tricky for a newborn to be prepared for that. So they sometimes get bumped. Hermione's Gwentlian is a sweetie, born at a quarter to four, just in time for tea. Hermione tends to be an afternoon deliverer for some reason. Good to note that kind of thing and add it to your records for future years. Sometimes you see a pattern. Delighted it's a girl, so we can continue the bloodline. Hermione seems to be showing her age a bit. Uh, please don't tell her I said that, though. And it will probably be her last career. She's never quite the same after the first year we had alpacas and got caught with liver fluke. She's the last of our original foundation herd of five pregnant females. My, that seems a long time ago. Two boys and five girls so far this year. I wonder what the next two will be. They will be what they will be, and all are welcomed and loved. But it'd be nice to even up the boys a little bit. Because of the colder, wet weather, we've had to have an extra delivery of hay. Slightly frustrating, so close to the new hay being cut, but they've certainly been tucking into it when stuck indoors. They're also keen on their dry food supplement. Some who are now feeding their Korea milk are very keen. I've made use of my time out working nearby them so I can keep an eye on them, pulling the foxgloves while they still have a few flowers and before the seeds are ripe. Cutting or pulling the seed heads of docks has also been on the list. Stops them enlarging their territory. I found some more ragwort too, and when uprooting the flowering ones spotted some where the flowers had gone over and were more difficult to see. It's a good time now, or it will be too late. And you know what they say about a watched kettle? No, 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 that's about waiting for Korea. Uh, a stitch in time? No, that's about mending fences before you have to. What I'm thinking of is the one year's seeds and seven year's weeds. So at least harvest the seed heads. And don't forget the thistles. Around here, they say about thistles that if you cut them in June, it's too soon. But if you cut them in July, then they will die. It's interesting, all these old sayings and about mending fences and good fences make good neighbours and all those kind of things that are built on experience that rural people understand practically and are still very applicable. So we've had another interesting week in the valley and hope for some good Korean news as soon as the sun comes back. Apparently we do for a reasonable weekend. We just have to get through tomorrow first. Hope you have a good weekend yourself and stay safe and well and at peace. See you again soon. This is the Alpaca Tribe and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a good day. <laughs>